here's a dirty secret about writing. So much of writing a book is really just project management. We like to imagine that the main thing that fuels the creation of a book is inspiration, and that's true, that is part of it. But in reality, it's the butt-in-seat discipline to sit down at your keyboard and write every single day that is going to get your book written. There's this great quote which is sometimes attributed to the William Faulkner that speaks to this. It says, I only write when inspiration strikes. Fortunately, it strikes at nine every morning. The great thing is, when you build writing into your life on a consistent basis, the inspiration will also flow on a more consistent basis. If you sit around and wait for inspiration to come, it will never arrive. Hello and welcome to Your Next Draft. I'm Alice Sudlow, and in this podcast, I'll teach you how to finish your first draft, edit your next draft, and craft a publication-ready novel. I am a developmental editor, avid reader, and story nerd. I help writers write and edit books they're truly proud of and then publish stories readers love. Every week, I'll give you quick, actionable tips you can use right away to finish your next draft. Stick with me and with your editing process, and soon you'll publish an amazing book. Welcome to Your Next Draft. Today, we're talking about how to finish your first draft faster, because sometimes your next draft is actually your first draft. Maybe it's your first draft ever, or maybe it's your first draft of your 10th book. All books start with first drafts. Now, it's no secret that I love the editing process. It's my absolute favorite part of the writing process, and it brings me a lot of joy. If you don't feel a lot of joy in the editing process, then stick with this podcast, and I'm going to try my absolute hardest to share my love of it with you. I'm going to say that probably every episode. I just really love editing. But you can't edit a book until you finish the first draft. So let's get those first drafts done. Plus, the sooner you finish your first draft, the sooner you can finish the editing process and get your book published and start working on the next book. So there's really no downside to finishing your first draft faster. Also, I'm a little bit biased towards fast first drafts. I used to help lead a writing program called 100 Day Book, where writers start and finish writing a draft of their book in just 100 days. It was a really great program, by the way, if you ever come across it. Now, some of the tips I'm going to share here are inspired by that program. Some of them are things that writer friends of mine have shared with me as the things that they do to help them finish their first drafts faster. And some of these things are drawn from my own experience trying to boost my productivity on creative projects. So what I'm about to share with you is a list of 10 ideas for ways you can write your first draft faster and finally finish your book. Now, full disclosure, when I started drafting episode topics for this podcast, I initially wrote three ways to write your book faster and figured I'd fill in the ideas later. Well, when I went back to fill in those ideas... I actually came up with 21 ways to finish your first draft faster. And then I decided that that's way too many ways for one podcast episode. So I've split this episode into two. I have 10 ideas for you in this episode and 11 more coming in the next one. Ready for all those ideas? Let's dive in. I've broken these ideas into three sections, productivity, accountability, and creativity. I'll talk about productivity and accountability here, and we'll save creativity for the next episode. Essentially, we're going to talk about all of the kind of dry, boring stuff here and the fun stuff in the next episode, if you want to think about it that way. I think all of these are really helpful, though, and maybe the productivity ones can be fun, too. 
So let's start with productivity, because here's a dirty secret about writing. So much of writing a book is really just project management. We'd like to imagine that the main thing that fuels the creation of a book is inspiration, and that's true, that is part of it. But in reality, it's the butt-in-seat discipline to sit down at your keyboard and write every single day that is going to get your book written. There's this great quote, which is sometimes attributed to the William Faulkner, that speaks to this. It says, I only write when inspiration strikes. Fortunately, it strikes at nine every morning. The great thing is, when you build writing into your life on a consistent basis, the inspiration will also flow on a more consistent basis. If you sit around and wait for inspiration to come, it will never arrive. So let's start off with some tips to boost your writing productivity and in so doing, boost your creativity. Okay, so tip number one is to set a deadline. When are you going to finish your book? Create a deadline and mark it on your calendar. Personally, I recommend setting a date no more than 100 days away. If you're just getting started, that's enough time to finish a draft. And if you're midway through, you already have a massive head start, and that is way more time than you need. Plus, this is more than three times as long as NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month, which is a 30-day challenge to finish a 50,000-word book. So imagine that. You have three times as long as what people attempt to do every single November. So that's a ton of time. I have watched hundreds of writers finish their books in 100 days in the last six years. You can do this. I know that you can. Also, for what it's worth, Stephen King agrees with me. Here's a quote from On Writing, his memoir about writing a book. I believe that the first draft of a book, even a long one, should take no more than three months the length of a season. 100 days is actually a little bit more than that. So set that deadline for 100 days from now and mark it on your calendar and then challenge yourself to meet that deadline. How are you going to do that? That's where step two comes in. Create an incentive. Deadlines are a lot more exciting when they mean something. So give this deadline meaning. Go ahead and plan your reward for yourself. How are you going to celebrate finishing your book? Maybe you'll order a cake or go out to a fancy dinner. Maybe you'll plan a vacation or go on some fun excursion. Maybe you'll buy yourself a gift, a book or a game or a piece of clothing. Maybe you'll plan a literal party to celebrate finishing your book. Whatever it is, plan it right now and make a commitment to yourself that this will not happen unless you finish your book by your deadline. Maybe even mark on your calendar the date that the celebration will happen. So now you have two dates on your calendar, the date that you'll finish your book and the date that you'll party about it. And you've given your deadline teeth a reason why it matters. So how are you going to go about meeting that deadline and achieving this great incentive that you've planned for yourself? Tip number three, break the long project into smaller goals. This step requires some math. I'll give you that heads up. The goal here is to figure out how long your book is and then calculate from there how many words you'll need to write each week in order to make it to the end of your book. So start by figuring out how long your book is going to be. There are a lot of lists on the internet for word counts of different genres, but here are some quick reference ones so that you have a starting point right now. 80,000 words is a safe estimate for most novels, including young adult novels, 100,000 to 120,000 is reasonable for high fantasy novels because they require so much word building. 
over about 120,000 words and you'll start having a harder time getting published. Now, this isn't the case blanket for every single book in the world. You'll find a lot of books that are longer than 120,000 words, but especially for a newer author, for someone who doesn't already have an established audience and an established record of sales of their book, it's much, much safer to stay under 120,000 words. 80 to 100,000 is going to be a much safer range for you. If you're not sure what your word count should be, do some research or just set yourself a goal of maybe 80,000, 90,000, or 100,000. Now you've got a starter goal and you can work with that. Now, count how many weeks there are between now and your final deadline. If your final deadline is 100 days away, there are roughly 14 weeks between now and then. And then, divide your word count goal by the number of weeks. If you've already written some of your book, you can subtract that from your total word count goal to figure out what you have left to write, and then divide that number by the number of weeks. Then, write that number down and commit to writing that many words every single week until you reach the end of your book. Now, of course, scope creep happens, and sometimes your book ends up being longer than you'd expect it to be, but this is going to ensure that you make consistent and meaningful progress towards your goal every single week. So even if your book ends up expanding and being a little longer than you've planned, you are still not trying to cram writing the whole thing in at the last minute. Now, how do you make sure that you meet that weekly goal? Step four, set a clear goal for each writing session. Every time you sit down to write, set a specific goal for your writing session. What exactly are you going to write? Will you write one scene? Will you write a thousand words? Identify your goal so that you know when you've accomplished it. What I'm doing here is I'm giving you all of these ways to find reward in the creative process, even when you're not feeling inspired. Now you have an incentive to look forward to, even if you're not feeling super inspired today. You have a, an accessible mile marker for today's writing session of knowing what accomplishment looks like. So even if you don't feel super inspired, if you hit 500 words or a thousand words or finish one scene or two scenes, whatever it is that you set for yourself, you've accomplished today's goal and you can celebrate that. And this way you can enter each writing session focused, aiming for a specific target, and you'll make the most of your time because you know exactly what you're trying to do. Now, tip number five. Look back on other major projects that you've accomplished. Have you purchased a house, finished your dissertation, planned a wedding? Think back on how you accomplished that major project. What elements helped you be successful? This might be things like accountability or deadlines. Maybe you hired a wedding planner or you got one of those planners that walks you through every step of the planning process. Or maybe you made a spreadsheet with a list of everything you needed to do and you checked it off as you went. And then think about what kinds of things slowed you down. Maybe the two weeks that you spent pretending the project didn't exist didn't help you. Remember, writing is about project management just as much as it's about inspiration. So look back on other projects you've accomplished in your life to see what has worked before. Look for systems that you can replicate in your writing process to accomplish the major project of finishing your book. Six, treat your writing like a job. You show up every single day for your job. You know where you're going to go, when you'll start, and when you'll finish. You go to work when you're excited and when you'd rather just stay in bed. Treat your writing like it's equally important. Plan when and where you'll write and then show up to the page every single day. Essentially, what I'm saying here is make your writing a priority. 
Look around at your priorities in life, and if the priority right now is finishing your book, then treat it that way. Treat it like a job and show up for it every single day. And actually, while I'm talking about this, I want to add in, we'll call it tip 6.5. Look around at your life and see what you can quit. What can you cut out of your life, either permanently or temporarily, or just shrink down a little bit so that you have a little bit more space in your life to finish your book? Maybe you go from watching two hours of Netflix every night to one hour or one hour to 30 minutes, or maybe you take the 30 minutes that you normally watch TV and you just put them straight towards your writing and you decide for the next 100 days, that's not going to be a part of your daily rhythm anymore. It'll come back when your book is finished. Maybe you write during your lunch break instead of taking a walk, or maybe you get up a little bit earlier in the morning to write your book and so you're cutting a little tiny chunk of sleep out of your life or going to bed a little bit earlier to make it happen. Essentially, what in your life can you remove, whether it's permanently or just just for a few weeks, in order to make it a little bit more possible to find time to write your book? All right, that's it for the productivity tips. Now, all those are helpful, but in isolation, they expect a lot of willpower from you as the writer. Just show up and write is easy to say, but it's a lot harder to do, and it's not super fun to give up your Netflix time every night, so you might not be feeling really inspired and motivated by that idea. So how do you hold yourself to actually following through on all these productivity strategies? Get accountability. And that's where this next set of tips is all about. Ways to surround yourself with people who will help you to finish your book. Okay, so tip number seven. Find an accountability partner. Tell a friend, a family member, a fellow writer, an editor, or a book coach that you're writing a book. Tell them everything that we just talked about in the productivity section. What's your deadline? Tell them, and maybe ask them to mark it on their calendar too. How much do you need to write each week? Tell them that, and ask them to check in with you to see if you've hit your goal each week. What's your celebration going to be? Tell them, maybe even invite them to help you plan it. That'll even motivate them to motivate you since they'll want you to succeed so they can celebrate with you. Essentially, don't do this on your own. Don't rely on your own willpower to hold you to the goals you set. Enlist someone else, especially someone who's good at being stern with you, to cheer you on when you need it and hold your feet to the fire when necessary. Someone who can walk up to you and take that remote out of your hand when you try to turn on Netflix instead of writing your book and say, not today, you decided that you weren't going to do this until you finished. Tip number eight is pretty similar. It's find a feedback partner. Because sometimes the thing that holds writers back is this fear that their writing isn't good enough. Like, if your book is bad, why waste the time writing it? Now, I don't hold that line of thought. Your first draft is meant to be messy. That's the whole entire point. You're telling yourself the story, and you'll bring it all together and make it shine in the editing process. This is why I love editing so much, because it's where the really great storytelling happens. The first draft is just getting some words down on the page, and editing is where you discover where the beauty is. But me saying that might not be enough to convince you. So if you're feeling really stuck because you're worried your writing isn't good, then I recommend seeking out the affirmation that's going to be really helpful for you. Find a fellow writer, an editor, or a book coach. I recommend these people rather than a friend because they have some level of professional expertise, which is going to make their feedback carry more weight. Although, if you have a generous friend who wants to support you and they are familiar enough with writing that you think that they could give you meaningful advice, they could be a good person to ask here too. Share a scene or two of your book or maybe your full story idea with whichever person you choose and ask that person for feedback. 
Now, when you do this, be really clear about what you're asking for. Tell them that the manuscript isn't finished and what you need from them is encouragement that it's worth it to keep going. You are not at this point seeking out in-depth critique. It is way too early for that. Your goal is not to write a perfect draft. It's not to write a perfect first draft. You're not trying to write a perfect first draft. I'm just going to repeat that over and over. That's not your goal. Your goal is just to write a finished draft, and you'll fix all the problems with it later. So don't invite a ton of harsh critique with a lot of recommendations for changes. Ask them whether it's worth it to keep going, and then use that encouragement as fuel to keep writing. Number nine, join a writing community. This is really similar to the last two ideas, except that here, instead of seeking out one person, you're joining a community. A great writing community is going to give you both accountability and encouraging feedback. Plus, you'll be surrounded by other writers who get it and can empathize with the challenges of the writing process and share their own wisdom for how to get to the end of your draft. There are tons of writing communities out there. You can find local ones through writing organizations in your city or online ones on Facebook or Discord or other social media. One of my favorites is at The Right Practice. It's an online writing community called The Right Practice Pro. But wherever you go, make sure you're surrounding yourself with a supportive community of writers who want to see you succeed and will cheer you on to get you there. All right, now it's time for accountability on steroids. Going public with your book writing journey. This is step 10. Start building your author platform. That's right. Even before you've published your book, even before you've finished your book. Here's a quote I heard during NaNoWriMo a little over a decade ago. The looming specter of personal humiliation is a very reliable muse. So tell the world. Start gathering fans and invested friends to cheer you on and expect your upcoming novel. How do you do this? Build your author website. Create a social media account for yourself as an author. Publicly announce that you're writing a book and start attracting readers who will be interested in buying it when it's published. Because once you start telling people you're going to do something, you feel a lot of pressure to follow through. They're right. Other people's expectations are a really strong motivator. I will add to this. Don't let this step become so all-consuming that you forget to write. Remember your goal here is to finish your book. Your goal is not to invest all of your time and energy into building up the social media following. It is to invest just enough time and energy into telling people that people are aware of you and they can expect your book and that that motivates you to go finish your book. So don't use this as a distraction. Use it as a tool to fuel your writing. And there you have it. A ton of ways to find people to support you and your book. And together with the productivity tips, that's 10 ways to write your book faster. Well, kind of 10.5 with that bonus tip about giving up Netflix. Everyone's favorite thing to do. And of course, there are more tips coming for you in the next episode, so be sure to give that a listen for 11 ways to boost your creativity. Now, before we wrap up this episode, I have a free download for you, and it's going to give you a sneak peek at all those creativity ideas. It's a list of all 21 ways to write your book faster, so you don't have to go re-listen to this whole episode and take notes. I want you to get that download and print it out and keep it in your writing space. Like I said, you don't have to use every single one of these ideas all the time. What I recommend you do is to pick a few from each of the categories that I mentioned, productivity, accountability, and creativity, And use those few tips that you choose all the time, every single time you sit down to write. Definitely give yourself a deadline. Seriously, a deadline works 
magic. In my own life experience, nothing in my life happens without a deadline. No deadline, it basically doesn't exist. And then pick a few more of the productivity tips that you'll use every single day. Then go to the accountability section. You don't need to do everything on the list, but find at least one or two people who can support you, whether that's friends and family, other writers, fans who are expecting your writing, or professionals like an editor. If that's me, I'd love to support you. I'll talk more about the creativity ideas in the next episode, but know that for those as well, you don't have to try them all out at once. Choose just a few of the productivity and accountability strategies that you'll use every single day, and then pick from the creativity ideas when you need to pick me up. You can get that download that lists out all 21 ideas from all three categories by going to alicesudlow.com fast. And I also want to give you an assignment to do right now. Now, I could give you 10 assignments since there are 10 things on this list. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be nice to you, and I'm going to give you just two things. First, choose a deadline for when you'll finish your book. Look at your calendar and see when 100 days from now will be, and mark that date on your calendar. Then, choose any other step on this list that you want to try and give it a go. Your pick. The only one I'm requiring you to do is the deadline, although I think that doing many of these things at once is going to be really helpful to you. I will recommend that for your second choice, you pick something in the accountability section and find at least one person to support you in your book writing process. And to make choosing from this list easier, don't forget to grab your free download of all 21 ideas. Get that download by going to alicesudlow.com fast. That's it for this episode of Your Next Draft. If you enjoyed what you just heard, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And while you're at it, would you mind leaving a rating and review? That makes a huge difference in helping other writers discover this podcast, too. Plus, I love reading your reviews, and they help me know what's helpful to you so I can be sure to share more tips you'll love. All right, pick up your pin, get back to editing, and I'll see you next week with a new episode.